Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We started this podcast because mental health is complicated and the stigma surrounding it can make us feel alone. So we are here to share authentic stories in order to normalize and prioritize mental health. We believe in professional therapy. We both use it on our own healing journeys, but we also know it isn't one size fits all. So we are here to provide tools from our own experiences, as well as those from our guests and professionals that come on the show. Thank you for being here as we navigate the complexities of mental health and mental illness together. Remember, hold on, warriors. We're gonna make it. to another episode of the Unqualified Therapists. We're giving our praise and worship hands during our (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if you could have only heard the pre-recording conversation. Wow. We have our good friend Jessie here in studio with us this time. You might remember her from the last time she was on with us talking about conflict resolution and all of her fabulous advice. And we promised you she would come back to talk about the Enneagram and we don't break promises. No. Most, well, sometimes. <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time. Most we, of the time. We, we don't break real life promises. We might break podcast promises. Sorry about that. <laughs> I thought that's time I would come on and we could just have a big fight. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's throw down. Conflict. Oh, wow. Some people do not like conflict. No. Sure do not. No, and that's unhealthy. But conflict is so important, y'all. <laughs> so important. So just a little teaser. We are going to come back uh, because when we have Jesse, there's just so many different things we can talk about. We are coming back next time to talk about the church. The church, peeps. Especially the songs. The songs we were. (laughs) Some of us have been involved in praise and worship teams before. Yes. There's so much to unpack. We are revisiting some of those. All of the fun documentaries documentaries that have come out recently. Oh, wow. It is is definitely causing us all a little bit of... um, I don't know, a little, little trauma, a little bit of like, whoa, triggered. I don't know, but it's going to be a great conversation. No nostalgia for me. Zero zilch. Yeah. None. I don't know about that. Nope. I got nothing good to say. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. Yes. The songs are so catchy though. The songs are catchy. That is, and music does have a special place in my heart. I have a hard time passing on most music. That's, that's kind of how I feel. The songs just... There's a little special something to them because I feel like I'm like 18 and like, oh, I yeah. love that boy over there. Right. And he loves Jesus, too. <laughs> so I love Jesus. I'm going to sign this purity contract. I should marry him tomorrow so I can get naked. <laughs> yeah, I did that. that is a prerequisite. Don't do it. Oh, All if, right. If but, you want to hear our thoughts on this one, mm, we did do time. a preliminary episode of this. Um, where we kind of did a overview yeah. of of this 
past life of ours. Um, and that would be episode 94, Losing My Religion. So nice. go check that out. Nice. She got the you number and everything. Come up with the number. On our website, we have everything organized, you which I talk it. about all the time. Yeah. You <laughs> searched it. Under the category of cults and culty behavior. Mm. So, yes. There you go. Check it out until you hear the new, uh, the new one we're going to put out later. That's right. But today... We are talking about the Enneagram, but first we need to share. Hey friends, are you feeling a little sluggish? <laughs> I almost said poopy because I live with a, a little boy a who likes to use the word poopy. poopy for everything. Everything's poopy. Yes. Are Farts. You, that's not a bad, uh, bad word to use yeah. though. Are you feeling are you poopy? Feeling poopy? Are you feeling sluggish? Are you feeling icky? Then we really want to talk to you about our friends over at Magic Mind who have created this amazing little drink that we just cannot live without. We've told you before, Amy uses it in the afternoon. I use it in the morning. What are you experimenting with it though? How's Except it going? for today. Except for today. Okay. Because today was weird, right? Yeah. And I was running late, could not get my coffee. I had a therapy appointment and, you know, I needed the full hour today. <laughs> so <laughs> I grabbed a Magic Mind and my water and I ran out the door. And I will say it kept me going. It, it woke me up. It made me alert. It did everything it needed to do in lieu of my coffee. Don't worry. I got my coffee around 11 o'clock. <laughs> So I've been super interested in mushrooms. Shocker. You guys know, <laughs> you know my fascination and love for the mushrooms, for the shrooms, but they use a nice blend and I hope I'm saying this right. Oh, good God. Ready? Everybody get ready to laugh at me. Bacopa Monieri. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that's right. Sure. Uh, but this mushroom supports, that's not even a mushroom. It's a plant. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but wow. that's okay. It supports attention, cognitive processing, and working memory. Clearly, she needs a Clearly shot. Clearly, I need. I had my magic mind way too long ago. It was first thing this morning, and we are now approaching ten o'clock at night. They have lion's mane mushroom, which, if you know anything about it, is a fantastic ingredient. Oh, yeah. It helps to balance your mood. It improves your cognition. Turmeric makes it delicious. First of all, give me some ginger, some turmeric, make it spicy. Oh, that's why. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it supports healthy blood flow it give to your brain and to the body, which is what helps give the energy and clear mind without using caffeine, which is a plus, especially for this old lady who cannot have caffeine after noon, literally after 12 noon, or yeah. I will not sleep at night. She needs cut off. Yes. So she only has one other option. And that's Magic Mind. So happy. I'm so happy it exists for that reason. If you haven't tried it yet, you can check it out. Use our code THERAPIST. There is an S at the end. There are two of us. That's how you remember <laughs> for 20% off. You can add that 20% off to their already discounted rate for those who subscribe. It's very easy to stop, cancel after, you know, if you need a break or if you're getting too many. And there's also a one-time option as well if you would prefer that but stack those discounts friends get your i love the discount double discount on there it's so easy to skip you may as well just do it <laughs> so go ahead and check it out at magicmind.com code therapists uh, oh my god so yes we're talking about personality traits and I think we were all a little now we've got like a, a good little mix going on here we were talking about jury duty so jesse's seen the most episodes amy's seen two and i have seen none but we all know that we all have this thing like do we believe that this guy has the personality that he can just 
really not know what's going on. If you don't know what jury duty is, what's the overview? Yeah, so <clears throat> from what I understand, they, you know, set this up sort of like a like a documentary and they brought these people in who were actors and they're like, you're gonna play jury members in this documentary, but there's one guy that doesn't know that you guys are actors and this isn't real. We're gonna tell him and we're all gonna act like this is a real trial and we're gonna do all of these completely insane things, but he's never been on a jury, so he doesn't know what really happens and what doesn't. And so you just obsessively watch this one guy the whole time and how he is reacting to everything that's happening around him knowing that these are all actors but he has no idea he just thinks these are all everyday people and it is astounding i definitely think you go through a little bit of like do i buy it like right. does he really not know like i think everyone kind of experiences it like that at first but once you're sold and i really am i think it's hysterical so it's like the Truman Show mm -hmm. court version. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's Ex not just the jury. It's like the judge the and the bailiff. food truck people and the people <laughs> oh in the God. waiting room and the people at the hotel. Like everyone's in on it. That's wild. I think it would really mess with you if you were that person. For sure. Like this guy after like it's this. Kind of it's mean. wrapped, right? Like it's done. <laughs> it yeah. is. And his interviews afterwards are what resold me and made me think, okay, I'm going to go back and maybe finish it. Because he was really like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of, that's a mental fuck. It's worth, it's worth a look. Check it out. Give it a chance. I will. I'm going to. I wonder if different people like different Enneagram numbers feel differently about the guy on jury duty like mm, that's interesting if it's if you're quicker to buy in if you're like a certain number yeah. or if you're like no I'm not watching this at all if you're I tell you number. who doesn't buy in a one once <laughs> and an eight which I am is very skeptical as well um so I went I definitely went through that like is this real or isn't it did he know or didn't he is he an actor too but I determined that he had no idea which makes it so great. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. So let's dive in. If you have no idea what the Enneagram is, we're glad that you're tuning in because it is a super rad tool to use to learn more about yourself, to learn more about the people in your life that you are closest to, and to learn more about the people that you're interacting with on a daily basis. So Jesse, tell, yeah. us, tell us about the Enneagram. So I love all frameworks I think they're all useful um, I have certifications in strength finder in uh, disc I know a lot about Myers-Briggs I've done um, the PXT some that are really obscure <laughs> that probably no one's heard of but the Enneagram is my favorite for personal growth I think if you are a mature person who wants to understand yourself better and wants to understand how you interact with others better, this is the tool. Others are better for like the workplace or groups of people or, you know, maybe your relationship. Although I think the Enneagram is useful in all of those. <clears throat> I do think that the Enneagram is for people who want to take their understanding of themselves and others to the next level. In corporate life, we did DISC, we did strengths finders, and then I also did, and I don't know if this one has a name, but there, it was like, the types were like bear, eagle, <laughs> oh, yeah. deer, yeah. and something else. What? That's disc. That's disc? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm an eagle. I don't think it is. Eagle is a D, and I am a D okay. as well. Uh -huh. Yeah, Look peacock is I, S is... I never knew the animals to that. There are, and it does sort of help you, but I, 
I didn't learn them with the animals. Wow. <laughs> My boss was very like into the animal part yeah. of it. Yeah. He was a bear and I was an eagle. When I sorry that's funny when I was cleaning out the basement to get it redone I found Scott and I's disc from like 2003 because guess who else likes to use the disc who church leadership oh oh dear god uh, literally so, dear god dear god thank you for the disc but I did not see the um I did not see the animals interesting okay Back to Enneagram. <laughs> Back to Enneagram. So, you know, the Enneagram has very old origins, um, some older than probably we even know, but it kind of uh, came came to be in the 60s and 70s in South America, Peru, Bolivia, Chile. Um, and it's, it's kind of made its way into the common everyday, you know, most recently, although a lot of people have never heard of it. <clears throat> and I'm like you, like if I, if I meet someone and I think they're interesting, I kind of like say in this weird way, like... Do you know your Enneagram type? <laughs> and if they do, I'm like, we're best friends. I don't even care what your type is. But I do love to introduce it to people. And I get so excited when people like dig into it and realize what they can learn from it. Because I think it can only help you. Mm-hmm. And it's useful in lots of lots of situations. Yeah, it sure is. It's helped me understand my husband better. I need to figure out what my children are on this Enneagram. And then maybe I won't have like... Um, explosive feelings yeah. towards my teenager <laughs> yeah well let's get into like an intro to each of the types yeah and then and I think we'll have all kinds of things to talk about along the way because inevitably when you talk about Enneagram and kind of go around the wheel um and there's sort of a circle representation of it that you can find just google Enneagram and you'll see it it looks like a circle with a bunch of triangles in it sort of um and there's lots of depth to it and we will not be able to get into all of it today so um we decided that we would talk about sort of an overview of the types and then interact with the model a little bit. So let's start it off with type one with our resident type one, Amy Baumgartner. (laughs) Um, So I will give my like 15 seconds on a one and then you tell us what a one's really like. So (laughs) And remember, you're going to experience each of these types a little differently depending on what your type is. So um, type one, I think of as the truth tellers. They are interested in facts. They are interested in following through, doing what you say you will do. Um, Loyalty matters to ones and having like a good, clear, rational argument. matters to ones i think that's part of part of the one persona yes say more yes 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 i like rules i actually don't like them but i need to know them and i also need to know the reason behind them i definitely need the truth i am going to seek out the truth and if i sense someone is lying It's like you're dead to me, (laughs) just straight up. Um, I also, it bothers me when people don't follow instructions, when people decide to stray from it. I'm like, it wasn't that hard. Like, just do what it said to do. Um, Follow through, like you said, is really important. Um, Yeah, I mean, there was part of being a one back in the day that I really hated, that I've worked really, really hard on, and that's the perfectionist part to try to like not be so perfectionistic and try to find some gray. I always used to be black and white. Everything, it was either right or wrong, good or bad. And I think with age, 
and you know growth you realize that's not possible and that's just not you know a very good way to look at life that's not a lens to look at it with but that was definitely my lens for so long that I feel like when you just are starting out or if you're really in a not a great place as a one you're seeing things as straight black and white I think that ones are like you you use the phrase you're dead to me a one is the most likely type to like pretty quickly make the decision that they're done with someone um and so kind of the dark side of the one that ones need to Mm -hmm. watch out for is Mm -hmm. that they can be a little too black and white like you said a bit inflexible Mm -hmm. so it's good for a one to embrace a little bit of gray to be a little bit more flexible and not be so black and white yes and to work on that whole like okay, you're just, I'm just done with you because that was also how I lived where now there's a little bit more, um, I don't know. I give a little bit more space for growth in a relationship rather than be like too much trouble by no, thank you. Yeah. You know? And I think that that, again, I think those are things that are unhealthy and maybe just like immature that, you would be early on in life if you were a one yeah there's a lot of great things about ones we get every we get it done Mm -hmm. like you can count on me to fucking like get it done and make it happen and you can count on me to tell you the truth yeah let's move on to two twos are helpers and twos are very loyal twos are ride or die Um, They will do anything for the people they love. They will turn into, you know, maniacs to protect relationships that they care about, people that they care about. Um, In my experience, the dark side of a two is that they get angry and emotional very quickly. And depending on how mature the individual person is, they can kind of go overboard with, um, you know, difficult emotions if they feel like something they really care about has been threatened. So when everything's great, a two is really interested in harmony. They're very interested in everyone getting along. They like to take care of people. Um, And when things are not good, meaning they feel threatened or um, they feel like something that they care about has been threatened, then they, they turn aggressive really quickly. And it's, it's surprising when it happens because when everything's fine, a two is usually very docile and interested in people getting along and having a nice time together. Don't you feel like another like dark side to it too, or like not really dark, but just not good for them is that they overextend themselves. They don't say no. They always say yes to helping because that's where their uh, identity is. Yes. And then they get very resentful. Yes. So this is what an unhealthy two sounds like. I do everything for everyone and no one appreciates me. That is an unhealthy two. And I have seen that many, many times. I'm hearing both of my children in this. So I'm just yeah. wondering but I don't think they're the same number because mm-hmm. they are very different personalities. Mm-hmm. Threes. Threes are polarizing. Um, usually you either love a three or you hate a three. Often you love a three at first and become charmed by them, enamored of them, and then you realize that 
it wasn't real. <laughs> um, threes are extremely charming. They are disarming. They are chameleons. They can't, you can meet a three. Let's say you're in a bar and you're sitting there by yourself waiting for a friend and someone sits down next to you and they're like, hello. <laughs> I can already tell you there are three. (laughs) Um, But you would talk to this person for five minutes. Threes are famous for creating a false sense of intimacy right away. You will feel like they are your best friend. They're your soulmate. They came out of nowhere. They're your knight in shining armor. They're here to rescue you. Threes can seem heroic and um, just incredibly talented able to handle anything they're hard workers they're achievers that's what they're called they're called they're the achiever. called achievers um and so you know i haven't met very many healthy threes i'm i'm still waiting to meet like a really well-adjusted healthy three because i think that could be an incredible person but i think that you have to do a lot of internal work um to be self-aware and understand your threeness um they're very concerned about their own image and that is where a three gets angry and can even be scary is if you if they feel like you're threatening their image whereas when we're talking about twos they get upset if you threaten relationships threes get upset if you threaten their image if they think that you're going to tell somebody something bad about them if they think they're going to be found out um because threes are capable of great deceit they're very good liars um, so I wish I had more positive examples well, they, of threes because like I'm sure. Win. And so they're going to they be the people win. who get the awards, yep. the people who have a bunch of degrees, the people who are the president of whatever they like to win and they like to like almost collect their winnings mm-hmm. and they can even collect people as yes, winnings. they can like threes sometimes treat people like they're going to put you in a jar, put a label on you, put you up on a shelf and take you out when they want to play with you. Um, people uh, three see people as more of like a commodity um something like to you be, know an unhealthy three <laughs> something <laughs> to be leveraged um something to be um used really so i do wish that i had more examples of healthy threes i really don't do either of you know anyone that you think is a three but is like a person that you trust and Nope. Okay. We're no, still on our, on our lookout not. for a healthy three. So let's move on to four because we have a Get four in the house. <laughs> ooh, ooh. We got a four <laughs> up in here. So my experience with fours is that, and I'll be interested in how this rings true with you, um, is that they are creative. They are inspired. Um, sometimes they're not inspired, but they, they almost like need to be inspired, I would say. Um, they are kind of moody in um they can get almost like a little gloomy i would say um i think that fours are known for achieving like unusual things and they are really interested in knowing that people around them are supporting them that's very important to a four in my experience so sarah tell us about (laughs) what it's like to be a four I I agree with those statements. The hard part of being a four is the melancholy that can kind of overwhelm at times. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I don't want to feel like that, but it is part of who I am. (laughs) Um, I do need to feel inspired. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's what attracts me to some people too, is people who inspire me 
are people that I like to have around. I am adaptable, so you know I can adapt to situations pretty easily, which is I think something that was more true younger and as I get, which is very odd, I feel like it should be the other way around. But as I get older, I feel like I'm kind of leaning more towards like I hated structure and was very cool with adaptability and like having things change around. And I feel like as I'm getting older, that part of the foreness in me is changing where I'm enjoying some structure and not wanting to have to be so adaptable all the time. Mm. Like stability. I'm, yes, the stability is uh, is becoming very attractive to me where it wasn't before. I love anything that's different and unique and <laughs> that's because it's the individualist, right? I, yeah, right. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so if you, like an insult to me would be like, you look just like everybody else. I would be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really great explanation <laughs> yeah. of a four. Yeah. I, the fours that I have known have been the best dressed of my friends <laughs> the, like and show up in something that nobody else would even think of to wear yeah and that's just one example of like how they dress but yeah. I think that that's a way that fours express themselves for sure yeah clothing is a big thing like I used to be super I mean not anymore but when I was younger I used to be super into makeup and I was makeup artist for a little bit and loved doing that as like an expression though it wasn't like I'm putting on makeup to change how I look it was more of like I'm going to express myself in this way and you know do something fun with it not that rules are something so this is like the opposite with me and Amy not that rules are something that I don't like it's just that for me I'm like okay tell me the rules, but then I want to know, like, how hard are these rules? <laughs> and like, Meanwhile, I'm like, but good. why? Why? <laughs> how far can I bend them without breaking them completely? But like an argument for me, like you had come to me and said something like, well, this is how everybody else is doing it. That's not the way to win me over with it. Like with something with the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to do it. Like that. That's a good example. <laughs> That's like a good type of example. I think. It's You're like, working. I'm seeing everybody doing but this. And I'm like, for them, Sarah. No, then, but the, but so then I'm like, well, why don't we try something new? Why don't we try something different and see if that works? And you know, and both I can, I'll do both. I'll try something that everybody's doing. And then we'll see how trying something different works out too. I, I want to have the option to do both. I think that um, innovation is yes. definitely a characteristic yeah. of a four. And that's an important part of it for sure. Um, fives. Let's move on to fives. Fives are interesting. Um, fives are very cerebral. They like information, they like data, they like details, they like to be an expert, they like to be seen as an expert, they like to be the go-to person, they think other people are not as smart as them, um, they do not allow for different types of intelligence. So a five is someone that's like your SAT score might be like the end all be all. Um, not, you know, emotional intelligence or mechanical intelligence or the other many types of intelligence that are important. So fives are bright and can can achieve a lot in their chosen field because they will be the expert. Like you can ask a five, like if you need your car fixed, find a five that knows about cars. If you need your, you know, a recommendation for a breed of dog, there is somebody out there who's a five who is a dog Because expert. they're researchers and they collect it and they mm -hmm. love to share it. They'll never stop talking about it. Yep. They will argue. 
they will um, they'll argue in a way that will make a lot of people feel kind of dismissed because fives generally don't have a lot of interest in emotions or awareness of emotions. It's about data and facts and who has like the best sources. What's a healthy five look like? None of that feels very healthy. <laughs> I have met some fives that are humble people mm, okay. and, and that takes emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. To be very bright but also be very humble is unusual. Um, but they exist and I have seen a couple of examples of people who are truly experts in their field but you almost have to like drag it out of them like if you think about some really like unassuming professor at Harvard who is just like the sweetest person and if you didn't meet them at Harvard you would just yeah. think they were somebody's nice you know grandpa or something um, so there are definitely people like that out there I've met a few but often fives are arrogant and just very they value the thing that I think is interesting about an unhealthy five they value what they are good at they don't value what other people are good at so if you went to I'm just using the example Harvard if you went to Harvard and somebody going to Harvard like that that matters to you right because you've achieved this very notable um, achievement of you know going to Harvard and you know being an engineer from Harvard or something like that um, you only respect engineers from Harvard like if that's the cream of the crop if that's the best place to go like you're not gonna talk to somebody who got their engineering degree from Pitt like that's not good enough so that is my experience with um, unhealthy fives but I definitely have met healthy fives that can be incredible experts and very useful in your life <laughs> yeah I was gonna say I think that there are some very intelligent people that are pretty humble about it like you said like you have to drag it out of them but when they start talking about it it's with passion and they can go on and on and on and on about topics that others are not as interested in as they are and often do not have a lot of self-awareness around yeah. that. So if you have somebody that's talking to you about, you know, somebody's just obsessed with a robot, like a robot, for example, like you want to hear 30 seconds about the robot. They want to tell you three hours about the robot and they do not get it that you do not care. <laughs> so that that's a pretty typical five, I would say. Somebody that goes on and on and on about their topic with any no regard for how, how the room is taking it. So what would you say? Like, could you say to that person like... <laughs> This is a mean way to say it. I don't know why. This is the I'm first thing that came to my head. But like, saying. I reached my max of your information about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> like, yeah, I think actually that fives are pretty reasonable when you stand up to them. So I've had this experience and I have said something like, I stopped listening five minutes ago. Ha ha ha. And kind of like, if you can especially do it in a little bit of a self-deprecating way, like kind of put it on yourself, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just not. I, yeah. I usually you know. go before they start and I mm. say, listen, like, I really, this is not something that I know about. I don't have a lot of time right now. I just need two minutes. Can you give me the two minute, two minute version? That, I just need two minutes. That is very uh, that's a very good tactic, but requires a lot of forethought because I have found myself in a conversation with a five before and I knew like, they were a oh, five. This is a five. I was oh, like, I, oh, yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. I did not see this yeah. coming. And I was now thinking I have to get of out a of five it. that I, I would interact with often yes. that I would always know to start the conversation with the two minute rule. 
And if you know you're dealing with a five, that's a great thing to do. And I actually think that most fives are pretty reasonable. Like if you try to say that to a three, they will freak out on you because they feel like you're saying what you're saying is not important. A five will take it as they're not as smart as me. (laughs) Exactly. And that's how I usually make it. I make it like, I I don't, I just won't understand. And then they're going to be very gracious with you and do exactly what you want. So it's actually a very good tactic with a five sixes so um, none of the three of us are sixes but we know some sixes and um, what's interesting to me is that my daughter is a six and it took me a while to figure that out she has absolutely no interest in the Enneagram by the way Um, she gets really mad when I talk about it and I'll try to say like if you just like read a little bit about and then she cuts me off and just says she's not interested um which i think is interesting in and of itself and really i wanted to know what her type was so i did make her take it and it came out of six so um that has been really helpful to me so my experience with the one six that is probably the most important person in my whole life is that they are very um loyal it is very important to them to feel safe, stable, secure, comfortable. They are, they, they're happy to go places where they know what to expect. They can be very social. They can be very good friends. Um, but if they don't know what to expect, it drives them nuts. They do not like when you change the plan. You cannot just on the fly change a plan with a six. Um, They do not appreciate that at all. And they get very frustrated when the communication is not really good. So in order to get along well with the six in your life, communicate often and clearly. I would say over communicate. Um, If there is a change in the plan, the sooner you tell them the better. The longer you knew about the plan change (laughs) and didn't tell them, the worse they're going to be about it. Um, But I also have experienced them to be like the kind of friend that when you, I I see this um, in, in a lot of situations with my daughter, she is the friend you wish you had. And so I think that's the best part about a six is that they're loving, they're loyal, they're your ride or die homie. They will be there for you no matter what. They're very um, expressive about their love and care. They're good at expressing those kinds of feelings. Um, But they get very upset when they feel like they've been disregarded. And those are some things that I think make my daughter in particular feel disregarded. not telling her about changed plans not explaining to her that something's happening like if i say oh i forgot to tell you we're going to you know so-and-so's this weekend the look that i will get (laughs) (laughs) it's like i I immediately am like oh no (laughs) (laughs) so that's my commentary on sixes i know you have a special six in your life i do my that describe him it does it describes randy i think especially the loving the loyal the expressing of the love he's very good at that he's okay with being surprised and having surprises if they're like happy surprises surprises. yes (laughs) but i my impulsivity has declined uh, exponentially in the past 20 years that we've been together but when we first got together i was like so fucking impulsive and i think that it was like almost a deal breaker for us because like he's just 
not impulsive like that at all and so he's gotten he's like kind of ridden the waves of that with me he doesn't always know how to say something correctly but he's always communicating and so when I hold things back like I was a bottler for a long time and that would drive him insane so when I would finally like tell him things he's like I can't understand like I can't understand why you wouldn't just say these things to me like that doesn't make sense to me so that definitely tracks on that sense what's the word for a six the loyalist loyalist okay which that tracks that tracks for randy for sure sevens sevens are a great (laughs) time guys sevens are a great time um i've only met one or two sevens that have such a dark side it's kind of scary um most sevens are happy-go-lucky are really really fun life of the party love to be on stage love to influence others love to have lots of friends um the sevens are the people on your social media that have the most followers and also follow everyone else like a three might have a lot of followers but they're not going to follow everybody else sevens will follow you right back um they like to have a platform they like to be heard um they want people to get along they want everyone to be happy they do not do a great job of entertaining the difficult emotions of others they want to fix it and run away or run away and be around people who are happy so sevens are lots of fun but I think the the dark side of the seven is around avoiding conflict, avoiding confrontation, avoiding accountability, avoiding um, difficult conversations. And it can actually be incredibly detrimental to themselves and others because they're just kind of going through life, casting off the things that are difficult. So, um, but again, always a good time. Always invite the seven to the party. <laughs> What's the word? Enthusiast. Yeah. I think another positive thing about a seven is they're your biggest cheerleader always. They will cheer louder and harder for you than anyone else. Because excitement is a very natural mm-hmm. state for them. Whereas yeah. for others, that is not a th- like there are types and just, you know, not even on the Enneagram, but there are just some people that grew up in a family where positive emotions weren't expressed very much and so drumming up excitement can be very stressful for them but a seven it's like the excitement is the most natural state in the world i need more of that in my life like i i want to feel that more yeah. i mean like i want to tap i'm into pretty that more. sure that's mike I think oh that's it, what it was when he told oh, mike is for sure yeah he's a seven yeah yeah there's no question about no. that <laughs> Michael, you're just a seven, sorry. So I no, so actually, seven, it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's great. I mean, it really is great to have a seven around. And, you know, the healthier they are, the more they've learned, um, the better. The immature sevens are, it's very difficult to have a bad moment with them. Like if someone struggles with depression, being with a seven is really tough. Um, yeah. and, unless that seven can be empathetic enough and interested enough in learning about something like depression um if they can't do that it will not work because in the beginning i think that he wanted to fix it he could not understand why he couldn't fix my depression and it's just because he's a fixer and so we just learned some he he learned a lot about it and then he also learned we both learned how to say like 
I don't want you to fix this because what would happen is I wouldn't share anything because he would just want to fix everything. And so I, I explain, you know, we talked about this before, but you say like, do you want this fixed or do you just want to vent? And so because his immediate thing and he's learning that with Lily now, she's like, I don't need this fixed. I just need to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Lily, um, <laughs> moving on to eights. So eight is the challenger. And I am an eight. I'm such an eight. <laughs> um, eights are interested in getting things done. Eights are interested in not like being right as in like the need to be right, but knowing what is right so that they can then proceed the right way. So an eight, even though eights can seem very argumentative, I think eights are often experienced as argumentative. Often what an eight is trying to do is understand the situation really well so that they can navigate the best path forward. An eight is not interested in details. An eight does not like rules unless they have made them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I often say that I don't like rules unless I understand why they're there. And even then, I'm not necessarily going to follow them. Like, I think of stop signs as a suggestion. <laughs> that is the best way I can explain it. Like, yeah, maybe. Let me check this out and decide what I should do. Nope, don't need to stop. Keep going. Um, eights women who are eights I think it's actually rare that's not very common for a woman to be an eight I know two of them I think they are two of the greatest people I've ever met in my life because I can relate so much to them um, you have to have a thick skin um, as a female eight because you are often disagreeing, you are often challenging, you are often um, saying something that might be unpopular but is true and needs to be said and people don't always like that. Um, an eight is really comfortable in conflict and so um, if you want to learn about engaging in conflict, find your nearest eight and jump in because an eight is just as comfortable in conflict as they are in peace because I think that, you know, eights having been so comfortable with conflict you do it all the time and so it's not like a stressful state for myself I see conflict as like just the next thing that has to happen in order to get to the better place um, a really unhealthy eight a dysfunctional eight is scary um, a, a dysfunctional unhealthy eight wants to win at all costs um, relationships are not important. Um, getting the task done is what's important. And, you know, you're either with me or you're not. We're They'll going. steamroll people. Yes. And they can be very controlling. They want to control what happens. That is the work of an eight is to try to be okay with not having control and really like discerning when it's time that you have to be in control so i always say like eights make great like we we would make like a really good like fema director like <laughs> the hurricane comes and here come the eights all right yeah. this is what we're gonna do you do this you do this you do this 
aides are great in an emergency because they just naturally assume that role and other people look to them like we don't know what to do what should we do and then the aides like do this this and this and they're like okay um so they're just natural leaders natural leaders and and that's great in a lot of situations but can also be problematic because people don't always want you to and be then the they one resent leading. you <laughs> then there's a lot of resentment um so women who are eights are the the most common thing i hear them called as bitches mm. and it is it's tough because men who are eights are able to get away with yeah, so much more leaders you just expect it from them <laughs> but from a woman there must be something wrong with her if she's acting like that so um that can be kind of tough um but the part that i'm thankful for about being an eight is that even though it doesn't always it's not always pretty I think it's really healthy to be comfortable with conflict and to like make conflict work for you. Um, what's frustrating is if you sense tension and an aid is going to want to bring it up and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just work it out. Let's just have a conversation. Um, when people will not allow that, when, when people don't want to do that, then the eight's like, well, I don't know what to do then. So that can be frustrating. What about you guys and your experience with eights? I was just going to give an example of Lily. Uh, at the end of the year, there was a student council thing and the teacher wasn't there yet. And there was a lot of kids. The sixth graders had come up, the seventh graders, the eighth graders. And she was like, mom, there was no one. Like no one was doing anything. No one. She's like, so. And I was like, you did, didn't you? Yeah, she did. And so she stepped up and she was like, okay, here's what we're going to do first. Second, third. Until the teacher gets here, you know, the sixth graders are going to like now pair up and whatever it is that she was going to tell them. And it sucked because she's already getting it where she's like, and then when it was over, she was like, they came You're up. bossy. Mean. Oh, mean. Yep. Heard Scary that and mean is what they told her. And I was like, that really sucks. Like you just were trying to handle a situation. It was, it was making her. So the difference between her and I is that she was probably super assertive when she got up there. I would have not been able to sit still either, but I would have been like, okay, guys. And I just would have done this very, like, weird, like, nice Third grade teacher thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and she was more like, no, this is just the way it is. She's like, mom, I wasn't being mean. I was just trying to, like, get the job done because it was unruly. <laughs> and so I, I am so appreciative of having Jessie because Lily looks up to her so much and is often like, what would Jesse do? What would Jesse do? And as she watches Jesse go through things, she's like thinking of her future and she's like, okay, I'm gonna watch Jesse, <laughs> see how she handles this. And so an eight, I think is really freaking hard as a woman. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Let's move on to the nine. Oh, I don't know anything about nine. I honestly. Love, I love nines. Uh, the nines that I know, I, I really love. Um, so they're they're chameleons. Um, like I believe the only one the, I know nothing about. I think about. they're the peacemaker. Is that what the the label of it is? So um, they're the peacemaker. I I would disagree with that um, label a little bit because uh, to me there's a really big difference between peacemaking and peacekeeping. And I think that nines are actually in most cases more peacekeepers, and I'll explain the difference. So. Um, peace keepers are like two people are having a disagreement and they go guys guys let's just get along let's just have a good time that's peacekeeping that doesn't solve anything that doesn't fix anything that's just telling other people that you're uncomfortable with conflict 
I don't appreciate that when people do it because if I'm in that kind of conversation, I'm like, let's resolve this. It might take 30 seconds or 30 minutes, but we will get to the other side of it and then we'll all be better. But an, an unhealthy nine will either try to diffuse the situation with humor, which that can be helpful. I'm not saying that's always wrong. It's not. Um, but they will sense conflict and immediately want to fix it. So what that looks like um, is you're at a cocktail party and um, someone says something awkward. Who saves it? The nine. They either change the subject so gracefully, it's like makes your head spin. Um, I can think of one former colleague that I had who was the most masterful nine I've ever met. No matter what weird thing happened, we went to a lot of events together. So there was a lot of standing around cocktail party chit chat that happened. And as an eight, I have to be in the mood for that. Mostly I'm not. And this woman who is still a good friend of mine would just be able to say the perfect thing if someone said something rude if someone said something weird if someone said something awkward whereas I'm as an eight just standing there like what is wrong with you my friend is is making some hilarious little like clever reference that makes everyone laugh and it's like the weird moment is over so I have a great appreciation for people who are able to do that because I find myself in my work in a lot of social situations and so like having a nine is like having a security blanket for me because I'm not that great at smoothing over awkwardness like I just kind of let the awkwardness sit like whoa you made that really awkward that's <laughs> on you that man sucks for you man and so <laughs> um what are you gonna say now <laughs> so I've seen um some some wonderful things happen with nines but peacemaking is more about like being willing to get into that conflict and get on the other side of it and I haven't met too many nines that are really willing to engage in that way but they they're more chameleons even than threes they're really not about their own ego. They really do want people to love them. That's important to nines. They want to feel like everyone likes and loves them. Um, they do act like chameleons and kind of change for the situation. Um, they can kind of put on a little bit of a different persona to fit into the circumstances. They can adapt to a lot of different situations. Um, they're great at public speaking because they just kind of always know that the right thing to say, like the right thing to say comes to mind quickly for a nine thoughts on nines do either of you know a nine that you can you can think of I do um the nine that I know though is very much on the side of guys guys like let's just be let's all be good let's get good it's fine and just wants everything to let's be like around okay yeah right <laughs> can that be confused with a seven though they don't need to be the center of attention like a seven does. They don't need to have the limelight. Like they're, they could say very little and be happy in that role. I could just see a seven trying to like smooth it over. They do. Too. They do. That's a behavior that I, I've definitely seen in sevens. They, that is something I would say that sevens and nines share that they really like harmony. Same with twos. Twos, sevens, and nines want everyone to get along for sure. But that comes out in different ways. Um, the, the nine will 
work behind the scenes to make that happen like they'll have the side conversation oh okay whereas I feel like I need a nine on my team you would, you would like a nine you would like I think to it would have help. a nine around for sure so we talked a little bit about um getting into the topic of conflict with these types so the last time I was here we talked about conflict I love conflict even though that sounds crazy the reason I love conflict is because I think that it can be a necessary and useful tool to make a relationship work better, whether it's a work relationship, a romantic relationship. But what I know about myself is that part of the reason I'm so comfortable with conflict is because I'm an eight. So it makes sense that I would be comfortable with it. Um, but I think it would be interesting to talk about the different types and their relationship with conflict and how to address conflict with the different types. That's next time on Unqualified Therapists. Until then. So if you are more interested in the Enneagram than what we hit up here, you can check it out online. There are free tests. And one of the things that um, Mike and I find very fun to do is we like to look up the TV characters of our oh Enneagram. My gosh, that's a really great idea. Yeah. You know who's my favorite seven? Who? Phil, Phil Dunphy. Dunphy. <gasps> He's my favorite seven too. So that's what I was. That's exactly what I was gonna say. So uh, Phil Dunphy, Michael Scott, sevens, and Mike Hilliard, seven. So we love that. That's really fun. Um, there's also you can look at your wings. You can look at where you go in times of stress and times of growth. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can unpack, and it's very easy to research. My favorite free test is yourenneagramcoach.com. We'll link that. We'll link it. Yes, we'll link it in the show notes. If you want to hear more about conflict resolution, check out Jesse's last episode, which was not that long ago. Episode 120, Confidence in Conflict. Jesse shares her superpower. Check it out. She has so many great tips in there. And I'm glad that we got to deep dive a little further and talk about it from a personality perspective this time. That was really interesting. I always love talking about this stuff with you guys. Thank you so much to Jesse for joining us to talk about the Enneagram and give us, you know, Enneagram 101. Anytime. Yeah. Be sure to join us for next week when we talk about the Enneagram in relation to conflict and conflict resolution. We're going to learn how do you talk to these people? <laughs> <laughs> how do you get through it with them? <laughs> Until then, remember to stay wild and weird warriors. We love you. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're going to make it. Warrior, warrior. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, make it where we go.